0: Hi there friends and horror fans, this is Carver again, letting you know we're going to be putting out some backlogged episodes while Jay and I are getting used to our new setups here. Um, This episode was recorded almost a year ago on my birthday, and uh, it's really, listening back to it has given me a lot of hope regarding where we are, even with the new variants out. I think just seeing the amount of freedoms and the, the slight ways we're able to move around the world more safely than we were even a year ago, uh, it really lifted my mood. And that is a pretty deep sentiment for a podcast about a very silly movie. Uh, I hope you enjoy listening to us talk about it. Bye.
1: Spooky and gay, spooky and gay, spooky and gay with Carver and Jay. Hi, Jay. Hey, Carver. Happy birthday! Thanks! I'm older now. I know. Are are we wiser? Uh, I'm not wiser. You can make your own decision.
0: Well, I made you watch Uncle Peckerhead,
1: so... So I guess I do feel wiser. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, this isn't Child's Play 3, you might be saying to yourself right now. Mm
0: -hmm. It's not, no. uh, It's my birthday, and I wasn't going to watch the worst Child's Play movie. Yep,
1: so I didn't want to watch Bone Tomahawk on my birthday, Mm -mm. so yeah. Yeah. We've been talking about watching this movie for a year. Yeah. An
0: actual year. It's been a while. Uh, I'm so glad that we finally watched it. Yeah.
1: I am too. Spoiler warning, we liked this movie. Yeah.
0: Um, When we were trying to look up and figure out what we wanted to recommend based off this, I think it occurred to me how much like rock oriented and specifically like punk rock oriented horror movies they are. Like, it makes sense that they go together, but.
1: Yeah, those are genres tied probably, honestly, I'm going to give the comic Heavy Metal a lot of credit for this, Mm -hmm. that they have a lot of these sort of stories and stuff like that. I mean, like, God, the movie Heavy Metal, like the original animated one from Mm the 1980s kicks so much ass Mm -hmm. and has such good, like, horror vibes to it. Just, like, just the frame story where it's the girl and the orb that just, like, is, like, corrupting her mind or whatever, that's, like, some sinister shit. I've never seen a heavy metal. I've only seen <laughs> God, it <no. laughs> parodied. It's like worth watching.
0: Yeah. I've only seen the parody version from the Beavis and Butthead
1: movie. Oh my fucking God. That's my frame of reference. I haven't seen the Beavis and Butthead movie, oh. so I have zero frame of reference. What if I scoff now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I horror bro-ed out. You know, like, <laughs> it's not a horror movie. It's a weird Animated. Pervy animated movie. Yeah.
0: There's
1: Uh, like... It's a real pervy movie. Yeah, it
0: seems it, but like I...
1: That's like the world of the comic to my understanding, though. I I think it's faithful.
0: I think even like that is sort of... That style that they're going for Mm -hmm. is represented in other movies I love. Like, I wouldn't call Mandy like a heavy metal movie.
1: Oh, it's like... It feels very much like...
0: Yeah, but it's not like... Most of the score is created on, like, large
1: orchestras. Synth, isn't it? Yeah. It's, like, crazy synth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: Which is not what would have been happening at the time that movie is set or with the people involved in it. Yeah, for
1: sure. Like, man, this is, I I feel like this is a poll that never gets a reaction, Mm but uh, The Secret Lives of altar Boys... It's great. It's a coming. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a great coming of age movie mm-hmm. that I think we should definitely watch at some point. Yeah. Um, about these boys going to Catholic school, and just sort of the ways they rebel against it. Okay. Um, but it has a few. Like one of them draws comics, and we get a couple animated sequences of the boys in this sort of heavy metal style. Hmm. Um, it's a humdinger. It's a really uh, I don't know. I like I have very warm positive feelings about it and I feel like it's a movie that I whenever I bring it up people look at me like what?
0: Yeah. I'm into that. The I
1: da- The Dangerous Lives of Walter Boys? It's something like that. I'll I'll have to I'll have to look that up. Yeah.
0: Um I just sort of like looking at the list that we were looking at. I was like, man, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that I'm a fan of this genre. Like, it's not something I'd put my thumb on. I mean,
1: I, I haven't seen Green Room yet, but um, yeah, that's that's kind of that falls pretty pretty deeply into the genre. Let's bring the list back up. Let's. Greenroom. Let's talk about this Death Chasm
0: My favorite Horror movie of all time One of my favorite movies Period of all time Return of the Living Dead Has a great Punk rock score I So great that I actually Own it on vinyl Oh wow <laughs> <laughs> Like All of Like the first three movies In the Return of the Living Dead Franchise Actually follow A certain genre Of music Like the first huh. one Is about Like 80's punk the next one is, like, 90s, like, pop rock, kind of. And then the third one is more of a, like, uh, thrash metal. Huh. And each of them, like, follow the soundtrack goes with the movie, the characters you're following. I'd
1: not quite put that together. Yeah. That's
0: really cool. Yeah. Well, even the next one is, uh, that came out in the 2000s, is "Rave to the
1: Grave. Yeah. Which is all rave, rave. music. Yeah. yeah. Too fun. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, I, be- before the podcast, I was, I was once again trying to remember what the devil's candy about, because I always think, like, oh, this is like a, this is kind of a heavy metal m- movie, but nah, I think it's just, like, the main character, I-, I don't remember if he's supposed to be a retired metal singer, but he's just got that vibe about him, mm-hmm. he's actually an artist, but, uh, man, I know there's more on, the- that, like, I've seen that I'm just, like, not putting together, but...
0: I mean, I know, um, a movie I had been really looking forward to, it came out this time last year, actually, Bliss,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and I, I wanted to see Bliss so badly because it had that, like, it reminded me a lot of Mandy in the trailer, yeah. and if Mandy was, like, a, the end of it constantly, just that, like, running, killing, fighting, yeah. sort of, uh, high energy deal, um, I was disappointed by that movie, but the soundtrack and the metal parts were not the parts that disappointed me. It was just a little slow.
1: Yeah. Off topic, but I still want to watch Promising Young Woman.
0: Yeah, me too. Still
1: haven't seen it. Still
0: haven't seen it either. I think it's still like $20 to rent, and I'm not going to pay that money. I'm not
1: going to pay that much money.
0: I just, like, it looks good, it just doesn't look $20 good. Yeah,
1: I I dig that. I don't know, a lot of, I I just, like, let me, I'm going to pay $20 to see a movie. I want to eat 8,000 calories of popcorn in a goddamn movie theater, like God intended.
0: I always forget. And uh, for my birthday, it was very nice. Uh, Jay and his partner mm-hmm. took us all out, uh, rented a theater so that we could see a movie. Uh, and I forget, and I think it's, it's been over a year since I've seen a film. It was much <laughs> easier for me to forget that I'm allergic to the oil they use to pop popcorn.
1: No, that's why you didn't eat very much of your popcorn. is <laughs> yeah. Anthony Hopkins in that movie? In what? In Beverly Hill Cop. Yeah. He was given Big Anthony Hopkins vibes. I'm gonna look that up. We watched Beverly Hills Cop in the theater because that's the
0: movie we all landed on. It was so fun to just yell "A cap!" It was a really fun heckling movie. It has, oh, for sure. What what we found out is like the song of the '80s, like the song that is playing in your head right now when you think like '80s music. If we did a weird fade to a memory that happened in the '80s, this would be the song you'd hear and it was made for the score of Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah,
1: it's like it's <laughs> ludicrous. It, it, he's not even in like the top cast of the movie. <laughs> Victor, yeah, no, that's Stephen Burkhoff. He's like doing like big like Hannibal Lecter mm-hmm. sort of stuff at the at the end of the movie. Good. I made a joke about that, and I was like, "Oh shit, was that actually Anthony Hopkins?" (laughs) I feel like such a fool. Like a knockoff Hannibal Lecter. Okay. Good. It was. It was very silly.
0: Yeah, it was very fun. I'm glad
1: we got to do it. It was nice to just be in a theater again. Right. Oh my And we just got to be loud and obnoxious. And it wasn't like, oh, shit, someone else walked in. Like, yeah. no, nah, fuck you. We paid for this theater. <laughs> and then there was the Godzilla versus Donkey Kong movie that was coming out that people were... Like, I think that's when Sam and I walked in was when that trailer was playing. Yeah,
0: uh, Katie and I have been very excited for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, our, we actually went to go see the last Godzilla movie in theaters together. Yeah. And it kind of... Sprung an interest in her, which has just been very silly. She's deep into all the lore. That's funny. If you want to get Katie to talk for a long time, ask her about Mothra.
1: It'll just. Like, there's so much Godzilla lore that I'm, like, a little put off by it. Like, the few people I've known who've been, like, really into Godzilla, Mm. it's just like, damn, dude, I kind (laughs) of don't want to (laughs) get you started because I know. Like,. I, I, it's the same way if you get me started about Dark Souls. It's it's, it's gonna. <laughs> I, I'm I'm one of those guys. Yeah. But like, I'll just I'll just tell you to watch Vadi Video. He does a better job. It has a way more soothing <laughs> German voice than I do. Uh,
0: oh man, it's so fun. Uh, I like the series myself, but I am a fan of any large monsters destroying a city. Uh, I'm this... not.
1: I'm not into kaiju in the <sighs> same way that I'm super not into Mecca. Yeah. I just like. I feel like such a bad weeb, but like. So Pacific Rim is just a two thumbs down for you. It's so stupid. If they just, like, actually, like, worked together. Also, like, like, Pacific Rim is fun, but fuck is it stupid.
0: I mean, yeah. We just watched Uncle Peckerhead.
1: Uncle Peckerhead was fun, and, like, I don't know. It's, like, a different kind of stupid. It's an affectionate stupid.
0: It is an affectionate stupid. Pacific Rim is a
1: dumb stupid
0: like, uh. uh So, we saw the sequel in theaters for my birthday oh my a few years ago. God. uh' Because I wanted to. God. Actually, we saw that because uh, that was the first time... That I was supposed to go and see the New Mutants movie. And they got oh. pushed back.
1: Uh, uh, I feel like we have so much more of a favorable view of New Mutants than anybody else I've heard I, talk about
0: it. You know what? I'm happy I saw it. I'm happy I saw it too. I watched it a, the next day. It could have been a thousand times worse.
1: Yeah. It could have been ten thousand times better, but like, I'll yeah. take I'll take this one in the middle.
0: Uh, for a franchise that I see people make just to hurt me personally, <gasps> uh... <laughs> I was barely scratched by it so <laughs> oh goodness credit,
1: credit words do it was uh, it was very it went down pretty smooth
0: hmm I mean, speaking of going down pretty smooth. I was worried I had over like overtopped Uncle mm-hmm. Peggerhead literally the last time I saw you before we watched this I think I said <laughs> Uncle Peggerhead is the best movie of 2020.
1: I mean, I did like Sonic the Hedgehog quite a bit, but I think Uncle Peckerhead has a beat. Yeah, Thanks got a beat. I mean, of of the few movies I saw in 2020, (laughs) those are the two that I can name.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Oh goodness.
1: Uh, Right. Um, I think we should probably talk about it.
0: Yeah, let's talk about it. I do want to say you had mentioned how much you like the title card.
1: Oh yeah, the typography. Like they have a couple cards throughout the film and the typography is different on them and it's really good in both of them it's it's uh just sets the mood super well and it's just like fun Hell yeah. But I, I do want to start with the fact that this movie does does say that it is based on a true story. Uh, it's also probably worth stating this is our first time uh, waiting a few days between the watch and the review. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just sort of didn't quite have the time or the... It just wasn't a good environment to record Yeah, uh, when we watched the movie, which was also on a different day because Sam was also here doing her job because the <laughs> internet was out at my house.
0: <laughs> um... But the very first scene that we get, we don't even see anyone's face really. You just mm-hmm. sort of see an open van mm-hmm. in a dark parking lot and you hear a munching sound.
1: okay, that that explains some that explains actually some things. Yes, that pop up later in the film. okay <laughs> I f- I remember that there was like a a, a munchy crunch in the beginning, Mm -hmm. but I didn't remember that it involved the van. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: And then after the title card, we go straight to seeing our main character, Judy,
1: Mm -hmm. uh, quitting her job. At a bakery. And this scene is really well put together. Mm -hmm. It's so ludicrously (laughs) awkward. It just feels
0: so like we both left low wage Uh jobs. And there are those people who you're like, I didn't realize we were friends and they're going to go crazy when you're gone. Like, oh no, I'm going to miss you so much. You can't leave me. Those people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, And then we've got the people who are like, fucking bye.
1: (laughs) Fucking bout time. (laughs) And yeah, like her boss is like super obviously crushing on her and is just really gross about his goodbye and she's, like, looking across the street. Mm-hmm. She's got someone she wants to talk to who I thought that she had a crush on, but mm-hmm. I don't think that's the case. No. Uh, and, like, there's three people saying goodbye to her, and, like, there's, like, an old lady who just, like, totally fucking shits on her. <laughs> and she just leaves for the third person can talk.
0: Yeah. Um, and she's running over to speak to Amir. the... Amir. Amir, the program booker, at one of their local venues. At,
1: like, a big, nice local yeah. venue. Yeah.
0: Uh, and she's like, "You listen to the demo? I've got this. Hey, I heard. Uh, I heard the Queef Queens uh, need an opener for this show
1: because, like, Fart Blood canceled or something. Every yeah. every band's name follows this uh, this sort of uh
0: And it's just so so real. I think one of the reasons I love this movie is I come from a town with a really active. Uh, basement scene, like basement music music scene, mm-hmm. and I just feel like I know, I've probably listened to the Blood Farts before, yeah. like these bands just sound, I showed you a band after, because uh, Duh, the band that we'll be following for this movie, reminds me a lot of a band I saw in a basement called Canker Blossom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're very good.
1: Kind of reminds, uh, the one of the I saw a band called The Gorlocks in Springfield and it had a lot of vibes of the sort of bands that we listen to mm-hmm. and participate with in this, uh, in this movie. Uh, but she she gives Amir the, the tape. He says he'll listen to it. Do not call him before Friday morning or he will burn it. <laughs> uh, and she goes home.
0: Um, she's The band house. Yeah, they all live together, and you can see as she walks up, there's an eviction notice on the door, oh, which
1: has been spray painted with the word "duh." House of duh. House of duh. Um, and we get to meet our bandmates, who are amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, just the energy between these characters is spectacular. Um, we've got, we start, uh, our first time seeing Max, he is, uh, sleeping just on the floor, <laughs> uh, in the middle of this just, like, filthy fucking house, and, uh, Judy comes in and wakes him up, and, uh, says like, I thought you were gonna clean up.
0: <laughs> and Max is like, well, I was gonna clean, then I was like, I don't like cleaning, so I'm gonna get high. Because that way I'll like cleaning. But then I got tired. Because I got high. And so I went to sleep because I was tired.
1: And this is just a wonderful introduction to <laughs> who Max is as a character, as a precious baby who must be protected. <laughs> he wears this, like... Max's outfit's great because he's got these, like, booty jorts and then, like, a long-sleeve striped shirt.
0: Mm-hmm. All the characterization of all of these people are just, like, you feel like you know them and they're really endearing.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, Nell is... She's got big Kim Pines energy from Kim, uh, from Kim Possible. That's not the right nah. one. From Scott Pilgrim, Scott Pilgrim, Kim Possible, pretty much the same book. Uh, yeah, obviously. Uh, <laughs> and these are our three bandmates. It's 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 these three, uh, and it's really easy to tell that Max and Mel are super B types, <laughs> mm-hmm. and Judy is very type A, insanely so.
0: Um. She t- basically goes over the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all about to leave on their first ever tour. Mm-hmm. They're what was it like? Uh, five shows with a possible... I
1: think, I th- I think it was six. Uh, six shows. Six, six shows. Seven. Seven days. The possibility of seventh opening for the Queen. Yeah. Queens.
0: Um, and she just like play show, get signed, get famous. Yeah. Um,
1: like that's the that's the sort of the dream of the end of this is. The Queef Queens is going to have this one girl at the show who's part of this other band but also owns a label, and then she's going to hear them play and she's going to sign them, and then that's going to be, that's going to be that.
0: Yeah. Um, and they're basically getting their shit together. They're carrying their supplies mm-hmm. to get ready to go, and their van is being repossessed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which she just runs over, the repo guys just get in and drive off. <laughs>
0: And then Max just says, oh, I guess the creditors were calling a lot last week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, they sort of put their heads together and make a bunch of flyers that just says, can we borrow your van?
1: Yep. And we get this little uh, this little scene of them going around and just <laughs> dropping them under windshields.
0: Every van. So silly. Um, mm. And they've got one more. And uh, Max gives it a little smooch and they put it on this van. And right as they get out the back of it, they just hear someone yell, What's the meaning of this, you tagging my van? My, this is my
1: private property. <laughs> uh enter the titular. Uncle Peckerhead. Packer, Packerhead. I don't know where Uncle comes from. I don't know if they refer to him as that in oh. the film. Yeah, you know? He's just Peckerhead. I was I was looking for it. Uh yeah. but no, uh they he was he was I mean, he's got an uncle like position. Yeah, he's an uncle list figure, I suppose. Yeah, uh huh. I, I, I'm, he, he's he's uncle like he he yeah. bears the qualities of an uncle. <laughs> um
0: and they have like what is a very uncomfortable conversation. Cuz
1: it looks like he's living out of the he's, <laughs> he he actually states he's living out of this van.
0: Uh, and it's really gruff until they mention they're a band. He goes Oh shit! Oh shit! You guys slap? Um you guys
1: thrash? I think he, he says, "Do
0: y'all rip?" There we go. Mm-hmm. Um, and he keeps talking, but they're like, "We're getting out of this conversation." Well, they,
1: they, after well, after he says, "Well, no, I I can't I can't let you borrow my van. It's I'm living out of it." He's giving this speech, mm. and he like it cuts back to them, and they're like thirty feet away, <laughs> walking away. Uh, and he's.
0: They basically get back to Mel. Uh, do they get all the way back to Mel?
1: So what happens is uh, uh, we just see uh, Peckerhead in the the van, and a cop goes in the background. Oh. Whoops! And he gets in the van and uh, pulls up on them. Says, "Well, I can drive you." Every if, good band needs a roadie. If you throw me a couple gun bucks for gas and and snacks. Yeah. And uh, like he's got a lot of charm to him he really does the way he talks like both when he's like "Ah, oh, get off my property mm-hmm. and when he's like well i can help uh-huh
0: uh it's so fun and they get back everyone gets in the car and mel's like who's this guy yeah i <laughs> no one had asked him his name yet And he lets you know it's a peckerhead
1: peckerhead
0: <laughs> i love mel's saying that's not it's, your name, it's, Judy. I think. Oh yeah, you're right. And
1: that's like part of the trailer. That is not your name. <laughs> <laughs> and his response is, that's "What my dad he called me from the day I was born until the day he died. My friends call me Peck." Uh,
0: and she says, "I'll stick to Peckerhead." <laughs> uh, <laughs> so they get.
1: They get on the road. Yeah, they get yeah, on the road. Uh, um, Judy puts her music on and Max wants to play his.
0: Yeah, she has a real hard time about his mixtape.
1: And then, like, Peckerhead, like, just his like, hey, I'm I'm driving. Mm-hmm. I'm going to decide who's doing this. Yeah. Judy, you get day one. Max, you get day two. Mel, if she cares, too, gets day three. And Mel's like, we're all just dead. <laughs> like, <laughs> Mel has this nihilism about her that is just, like, It's not tiresome. It's not cumbersome. They don't linger on it too long. I think they give it just enough light that it's funny.
0: I think she finds joy in the fact that nothing matters, you know? She embraces the chaos. Like, well, of course we should have
1: expected this. And boy howdy, there's a lot of it. (laughs)
0: Um, They go to fill up the tank and... Mm -hmm. Mel is like, Could you maybe go like ten miles over the speed limit? We did trying to get to the show. Mm-hmm. We don't want to make the, the producer mad. Yeah. Um, and he's like, Can't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh and as she goes around the van to load some stuff up, uh she finds a speck of blood mm-hmm. on on the tail, but they're not able to do anything about yeah, it. Before she's they get about out. she's
1: about to tell Mel about it, and then he's like, All right, time to get going. hmm and uh, they arrive at the venue, and the doors are locked.
0: Yeah, they have to sit and wait for quite a while. Mm-hmm. I think at this point, Judy is going like goes to open up the glove department and find some needles.
1: Yeah, she's she's getting suspicious about this. Yeah, mm-hmm. she finds a set of needles. Yeah, and little jars. It's, yeah, it's it's, it's a shoot up bag
0: for sure. Um, at, eventually the produce the guy gets there, the, but the, it's the, like the
1: venue booker. I don't know his yeah. name.
0: Um, I don't think we ever hear one. Yeah. Gets there, he's like sitting in the office sloppily eating, eating a sandwich. A uh, and you find out there was a misunderstanding. They thought that they would be part of a showcase, uh, but they are the only band playing.
1: And he's like, hey, can you, can you cover three hours with, uh, 15 minute breaks? And she's like, we have 20 minutes of original material, 22 if you include a Ramones cover. And he's like, what the fuck? Uh-huh. Uh, and
0: it's not, it's not their scene. It looks like a bunch of, like, grumpy old men it's at a three, VFW. It's
1: three grumpy old men. And it's specifically, like, three people playing. Yes. In the bar.
0: Yeah. And it looks like they're not happy to have them there. Like, they just, they didn't come out to see a band. They came out to get a drink in yeah, silence. Uh, uh, and it's a bad vibe. No one feels good about it. Uh, and when they get done, the guy gives them three dollars.
1: <laughs> like, like, he's giving her three bills and mm-hmm. you're like... Okay, and she's like, "What the fuck is this?" And he's like, "Yeah, a dollar a head." Mm-hmm. It's like, because it looks like he could be giving her like, I don't know, yeah, maybe s- more, maybe but... sixty bucks, like something like that. No, it is, it is three fucking dollars, and she distributes it and gives it
0: to everyone but herself. She gives Mel, Max, and Peck I her don't head. think she gave one to Peck.
1: No, she did. Okay, I mm-hmm. thought that she like. Nope, kind she, of faked him out.
0: Mm-mm. She gave it to all three of them. Yeah. Uh, and Uncle Pecker had it. leg like he says it's not right. All that. Yeah. Looks at the time, and then goes. And
1: says, I gotta, I gotta, I use gotta the head it, before I, we go. I gotta take a dump.
0: And uh, Mel tells him to piss and shit all over the place in there. <laughs> um, they're waiting for a long time, and Judy decides to go and look, but you do get a really fun line from Max here. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he's in the backseat, he's like, should I poop too? <laughs> uh,
1: Max's baby, I love him.
0: Yeah, Judy goes to investigate and finds Peck fully monstered out, chomping on Eating the guy. Eating this guy.
1: And the, 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 the walls of this room are comically stained in blood. <laughs> it is a fucking red mess. It's really funny.
0: And I love that Judy's screaming in, mm-hmm. in fear. And Peck looks mm-hmm. back at her in <laughs> fear. <laughs>
1: Starts screaming, too. <Sue. laughs> and, yeah, she tries to, uh, she gets out, and she's trying to explain what's going on. And she's like, shit, we need to get out of here. Do we have the keys? And she's like, no, Peck had the keys. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, and then he
0: comes out and tries to just act like nothing happened coated in blood totally covered in blood just like I, I know what it must look in there I just went I wanted to give that guy one pop so,
1: for yeah, you for my and buddies I roughed him up she's like you ate him and you <laughs> killed him and he's like well no I didn't you did didn't and they just go back and forth and it's cartoonish it's charmingly cartoonish until Mel's finally like well I'm gonna go in and actually see and Peck's like All right, well, (laughs) I may have been a little vigorous with it. And they go in, and Max just starts fucking puking through his hands. <laughs> Poor baby. And uh, Peck's like, on the outside of the uh, <laughs> other room. He's like, I-, I told you, you probably didn't want to go in and see that.
0: <laughs> and they're, like, "One to get out of there. And he offers, he's like, let me go and get y'all something to eat. I can explain my side of all of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Judy is not for it. Judy is not down. But they put it up to a vote. And she gets outvoted. Mm-hmm. And basically you find out, yeah, he did steal the promoter's money. Uh-huh. So he's like, you know, maybe I'll ki- I'll keep coming along. We can get some nice meals. Maybe even a shower.
1: Yeah. Um, and he ex- and he, we're at the diner and he explains, so every night at midnight for 13 minutes, I turn into this thing. Yeah. Um And that's what he does. Like, yeah. ever, and uh, Judy's like, so what's this? And puts the needles on the table and he says... I sedate myself in mm-hmm. order to just sleep through the period, mm-hmm. so I, I don't do it. So you you can trust me; I'm safe. Mm-hmm. I just thought it just wasn't right that he that he did all these all this stuff to you, mm-hmm. and he just deserved that. So. Yeah.
0: And Mel and Max are quick to be like, "Oh, that sounds reasonable. That yeah. guy was a dick. Think of all the other bands you
1: fucked over. He yeah. deserved
0: it." Um, and they. Put it to a
1: vote again, mm-hmm. and once again, Judy's outvoted, and we enter a, an era, a, a phase of this movie where Judy's just going to try to be kind of trying to escape from him. Mm-hmm. She's making calls to try mm-hmm. and get other vans to buy or rent, or uh, she's trying to get his keys mm-hmm. from time to time, and he, and he's so fucking affable. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's <laughs> like, oh. Sorry, Judy Pa, I can't trust you with these, and just like walks off, all smiling. Uh, it's so silly. He's so fun. He's so funny. Uh,
0: and then they're gonna be going to their next show.
1: Yeah, they're gonna stop at a house of uh, a band that Judy's been talking with for a little Ooh. while over the phone. This band called like Piss Face
0: or something. Yeah, I think it was Piss Face. <laughs> of course, it was yeah. Piss Face. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and turns out he's real cute he's like six foot seven he's got like long beautiful hair like a really nice trimmed goatee really real beautiful face and uh yeah they never actually met before they just sort of talked to the phone they like he'd heard her like music reel or whatever <laughs> it's great because they're all going in and Max is like
0: Ugh. I think the only person not expressing extreme attraction to him is, is Mel. Mel it's <laughs> literally only Mel because
1: Peckerhead comes in and is like Damn, you see blow blowjob eyes out there? <laughs>
0: you get this weird scene at this point, too, where uh, Max is saying how he reminds him of a camp counselor he had as a child and just wax poetically, and then Max just has a boner. And <laughs> what does Peck say to him? Looking good, Maxie boy. Yeah. And the
1: girls are just like, what the fuck, Max? It's very silly. Uh, they spend the day in the house. Yeah. Judy and this guy are flirting a lot. Like very authentically.
0: Yeah, it seems like they're having some chemistry. Um, and but they are sort of like the attention is being pulled by Peck and by Max. And I want to say that they could have gone homophobic with this Maxi stuff. They
1: super it, fucking did. It
0: doesn't. It just feels like, of course, Max would like really have a
1: crush on this cute guy. And he's just like. I- I don't know, he's just, like, playing games with Max in the pool or whatever. Yeah, and he's, he's like,
0: like, watch this. Like... <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: super funny, and uh, it looks like they're about to start making out in the pool mm-hmm. in front of everyone. What the fuck? That's, mm-hmm. Don't fucking do that. And Peckerhead comes up, and he's like, oh, Judy, almost down for my insulin.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, she goes and gives him his stuff, closes the door, and she's
1: standing right outside. Fuck, like, fuck you fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And she goes back in, and, like, the the, the dude's, like, getting ready to sleep on the couch, and they kind of have this, like, little uh, flirty conversation, and they end up. It goes to, I
0: mean, if I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll sit and talk. Yeah, talk. And then she's just riding, riding him, him <laughs> on, on the couch.
1: And, and it doesn't seem like she's having a great time. It seems like he's real into it. Yeah. And uh. she is less so. And then. But she's trying. She's, she's, she's putting an effort in. But then, like, he's like, oh, God, I'm coming. She's like, wait, what? And she looks out the window and she sees fucking Peck monstered out. And watching.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, and she, like, gets up, can't fucking say anything about it. He falls asleep immediately. Mm-hmm. And she goes out to see if Peck was outside, but he is. He's sleeping in his car. So, uh, she feels like... Is she imagining she, that? Yeah. She yeah. feels a little gaslighted and, like, she's going crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but she goes to sleep.
1: hmm Um. And then the next morning, uh, everyone's in the kitchen. The guy that she slept with is just, like, it's like, oh, God, you... Peck made scones. are so amazing. <laughs> and she, he's, like, eating them and he's making these, like, pleasure noises, and she's flashing back to the together. <laughs> and she realizes that the scones were as good as
0: having sex with her. I think also it's just like, she's like, God, no.
1: Like, no, not that. Oh, it's so fucking funny, and everyone's like, Judy, gotta try these scones. And and, and Peck's like, oh, Judy Pie, you bake? We gotta exchange recipes sometime. He's so friendly and familiar. I feel like this movie could be called Judy Has a Super bad, no good day. Yeah, like, yeah, Judy, Judy Pie's fucking terrible, no good, very bad. <laughs> and she fucking, like, has a scone over the garbage can, and she bites and she's, oh, fuck, it's really good. <laughs> so, um, uh, I they, think it
0: cuts to her smoking then next, right?
1: I think so. They meet the other band for. Yeah, soon. yeah,
0: She So she's sitting on a park bench. That's it, yeah. Uh, smoking a cigarette, and this guy comes mm-hmm. over, and he's looking... Hella douchey from moment one when he mm. asked to bum a smoke. She hands him the pack, he takes a cigarette and pockets the whole pack. Mm-hmm. And then just immediately starts condescending to her. And just talking
1: about how good his band is and how like deep and thoughtful they are. And
0: He's trying to hit on her and like when he realizes that's not going to happen. oh, I,
1: I could not pick up on that. Oh. That is so far away from my world of everything. In the
0: beginning, when he's talking to her, he's like, yeah, I'm in a pretty big band. Yeah, like, people, I'm really good, I'm deep, I'm the one, I'm the singer, I read all the oh, lyrics. Yeah, I'm, the, like, I'm
1: the singer and lyricist and the...
0: He's basically giving her his, uh, take my dick, like...
1: Oh. Brochure?
0: It's like, bro. I feel like it's like a brochure or something, just like, um, his sales pitch. Yeah. It's like his, it's his penis, his sales pitch. I I'm the lead singer. I'm deep. Didn't pick up on that at all. Oh, 100%. And when she's like fucking not giving him the time of day is when he goes from, uh, this is everything good about me to like, oh, you wouldn't understand yeah, this. Uh, maybe,
1: maybe you'll get there someday, kid. Yeah.
0: Like he goes from that, uh, I want you to like me to I'm better than you attitude.
1: I feel like he's, I didn't quite pick up on so much on the, i I mean, I guess I didn't pick up on any of this shit, really. But it just seemed like he was kind of, like he realized he's not, she's not going to suck his dick, so he starts sucking his own dick. That's fair. Um, and he, he, like, gets up to leave, and she's like, hey, can I have my cigarettes back?
0: And he just fucking throws him at her onto the ground. I think,
1: yeah, she throws him, and it just doesn't make it far enough. She reaches, and they fucking hit the ground. It's like, so we have our goodbye scene mm. from the guy from Piss Face. And...
0: <laughs> and everyone's hugging. Mel doesn't hug Mel, him.
1: Mel does not hug. Uh, and, like, Peck and him are like, we're going to stay in contact, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> of course, you changed my life.
0: <laughs> uh, Max gives him an awkward long hug. Yeah. And Judy gives him... Uh, a
1: piece of paper. And he goes, what's this? <laughs> and it's a... Uh, an invoice. For, for morning after pill. For plan B. Yeah. And... Exit movie, blowjob eyes.
0: Yeah, I love that part of the movie, too. It's so
1: powerful. I want that to be
0: so normal. I want, like, oh, this dude fucking didn't respect your wishes, and you might be
1: pregnant now. Judy's, like, great. She really is. Like, Judy has so much power
0: and just sort of... She's self-actualized. She knows what she wants. She's willing to take a scary risk, like, leaving a job that's paying you. Uh, to be a musician, there she quit her job for a seven day tour.
1: Yeah. Well, also, you know, yeah, traveling with a monster, yeah, oh, sorry, a thang that eats people. Well,
0: she didn't know about that part when she put in her two weeks, I guarantee. I know, but you. She,
1: she is still doing it. <laughs> she hasn't stopped, she hasn't, doesn't have another method, yeah, but uh,
0: she's like willing to do this stuff to make her dream come true, even yeah. like when everyone else is on her side, she's like. Still ready to do what it takes to make her dreams yeah. come true. I think that's really cool. Yeah.
1: So she, uh, we, we are inside the venue. It is after the. It is after the the show. We didn't get to see this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mel is just sort of sitting at the sitting at their merch table, not giving a fuck. Mm-hmm. Judy is going way too hard and being way too pushy with a customer who does not speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mel's like, hey. You're pushing too much. Yeah. People will buy it if they're interested. And fucking, and she's like, wait, didn't we have another fucking thing of tapes? Have you been giving out tapes? And Peckerhead comes back, it's like, 35 tapes sold! (laughs) And then he sells two more in like a fucking second. Yeah. And I think Judy starts turning around on him a little Mm -hmm. bit because he's really working.
0: Well, he believes in the band. Um,
1: He's been wearing a duh shirt, like, I think, all, like, since since the first show. Yeah, he's been really getting into it.
0: And uh, in this next show, I think, right?
1: Yeah, uh, he's, like, getting people, like... Up people are and... talking over them. Yeah. I, I think this is the show that uh, they're opening for, like, they, they swap openers. Like, we see, we see fucking douche guy come up again, and he's like, hey, so... There's a mix-up. There's been a mix-up. It, it turns out that you're opening, uh, and... This is like our home away from home, so yeah, you know, I
0: just think it'd be fa- fair to our fans. Yeah,
1: and she's like, yeah, and he's like, okay, I'll just tell him it was an understanding. She goes, no, mm-hmm. it wasn't a misunderstanding. He comes up and he like kind of puts his hands in the car and he's like a little girl, mm-hmm. and Peckerhead's like, hey, don't touch my fucking car. <laughs> uh,
0: and she basically says, no, we're not changing that up. We yes. are opening. We're r- opening. we you are opening. For us. For us, yeah.
1: Which, like, it's it's this, it's this cool transformation that's been happening because Peck's been putting this work in. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, when he walks away, I really like the first thing that Judy and Peck agree on is they both in unison say, what a cunt. Fucking <laughs> oh, yeah, that's
1: great. So yeah, at this show, uh, so we established really early in the movie, we didn't cover it, that Max fucking blows at stage banter. He just has no idea what he's doing. But, like, Judy made him write something on his hand, mm. and he just, like, fucking... It's, it's so funny, because once he has it written down, he sounds super professional, more so than when he normally talks. But, yeah, they're playing the show, and people aren't really paying attention. And Peck gets people... Mm. Gets up. He, he's upset people aren't paying attention, and gets them paying attention mm. to the show. And Judy has this, like, realization that, like, shit. People... Yeah. This is what it feels like. Yeah. When people are coming to, to see us, like, and fucking rock out.
0: And they got to stay in, like, a nice hotel that night, Um, and for the first time, she, like, doesn't give Peck the injection. Like, they trust each other. I think he, like, gives her the keys or something like that the next day or something. Yeah,
1: we skipped the metalheads in the parking lot.
0: Oh, fuck, Uh, we did skip the Okay,
1: like, normally when we skip something, we're like, oh, it's not that important. This is significant. This it's was, the, one of the best scenes in the movie. It's so fucking funny. So they have to sleep in a parking lot after like show one, show two? Show, show one, one, I think. Yeah. Show one, I think. Uh, and. Judy doesn't trust him at all and they're just kind of hanging out like uh, Mel and Max and Peck are just hanging out talking and they're like oh please Judy can we have him for five more minutes and she's like I'm gonna go to sleep Judy doesn't sleep for the first two nights so yeah. I guess this is
0: night three yeah uh, ti-
1: the show the order doesn't matter timelines timelines are, are, are hard so she uh, she goes to sleep and then she wakes up to uh, Mel and Max hosing him off of all this blood they're just having a fun time she's like <laughs> hey, what the fuck happened? (laughs) And they're like... You missed it. Peck was great last night. Yeah, those fucking metalheads in the parking lot. (laughs) And she's like, wait, fucking what about the metalheads in the parking lot? And then we get our next car. (laughs) The metalheads in the parking lot.
0: And it's so good. Uh, You basically just like see them, oh, I guess it's time to to give Peck his medicine. I'm going to go get the blankets. And Mm -hmm. you see uh, Max goes to get the blankets. These metalheads... Swerve into the parking
1: lot. Take out their shitty little boot box. Are playing
0: <laughs> so loud. Yeah. And Pat goes
1: over very respectfully. Like,
0: Oh, before Pat comes over, though, you got to admit, they're like opening their beers and pouring and them, pour them, them over
1: the face and just like fucking Headbanging. Head they're, like, really doing, they're really doing the role. They're doing yeah. an amazing job for people who are in this movie for two minutes to get ripped apart.
0: It's like a joke about what a metal head would be. Yeah. Like, it's
1: so silly. It's so funny. Peck goes over and respectfully asks him to turn it down and
0: stuff. Well, first they threw a beer at a... I thought they did that... Mm. Okay. So no, the pack doesn't come over until they
1: hit. They throw a beer and hit Max with it. Yeah, and Max uh, is just like a little kid. We'll just try.
0: he's trying not to look at them while he walks away. He's like, yeah. "Don't pick on me."
1: <laughs> yeah, um, he goes over and respectfully asks him not to. And they throw a beer at Peck, and he fucking catches it. <laughs> And I think... Throws it through I th- there. I think he fangs out. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, he throws it through the, into their fucking thing, and they try to fight him, and he just punches into his mouth and bites <laughs> his fucking hand off. And uh, it, it degrades from here into him just killing them.
0: And this movie uses only practical effects. There's no CGI in this uh, at all. It's great. And you get to see all of that. There's so much blood in this scene. Yeah, you the see...
1: stumps are just ejecting blood onto fucking Mel and Max.
0: Uh, he... Pulls the other guy's spine out oh, by his, his head. head. Ah, it's... it's
1: so good.
0: <laughs> and Melamax really are covered in blood. I yeah. uh, had a fun time. Yeah. And Judy's pissed. Yeah, Judy's pissed about <laughs> this because
1: they didn't sedate him, mm-hmm. and he killed two more people.
0: And she really like that's weighing on her, like the the loss of life. Yeah. Um, so after the last show,
1: yeah. So cut cut back to where we were in the story. Mm-hmm. The that Peck has just helped them out, and like he's selling their merch, he's promoting them. Mm-hmm. Promoter. That was that yeah. was that was the guy from the first yes. first showcase. He was a promoter, and she says she's like, "Hey, you're sometimes not that bad." Mm-hmm. And He's like, "Well, Judy, you're coming from you, that's a glowing compliment." Yeah, and it's a sweet thing. So the next morning, they're in the van. They're like waiting for Peck because he's mm-hmm. late. Mm -hmm. Uh, and he shows up and they go and they do another show and we get to see uh the douchey band play this (laughs) time like a it feels like they're playing in like a welcome cabin (laughs) to like welcome to massachusetts or like it's the the venue is ludicrous the crowd that is there is weird i don't this is this was a weird show yeah, but we see the we see the, the the douche band play and like instrumentally it's really good, but lyrically it's very fucking mm-hmm. shitty. And then we get to see uh, Duh play, and they fucking like they 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 rip.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then a young girl comes up to them after the show, and are
1: oh well, they they say hey, uh, we're Duh. Let us know if we can stay at your place tonight. Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: because Maxie finally...
1: Because uh... he do- actually does read. I guess this is the show where he reads off his hand. And... Yeah, and then he just
0: like... F- everything comes out perfectly. Yeah. It's
1: like, was it really better? <laughs> um... this, this girl comes up to them after the show and says, Hey, you guys are really good. Um, do you want to stay at my grandma's house tonight? Yeah, we already have another band staying with us. And of course. It's the douche band. It's the douche band. And they separate to different parts of the house. The douche band's like, I think we should have the larger part of the house. Mm. And they're like, yeah, fucking whatever. It's it's because we're men. And that's not sexist. That's just biology. We just take up more space.
0: And they basically decide that uh, Judy says, we'll let Uncle Peck have the bedroom. um, Because I don't want to listen to you snore. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're watching some TV. She goes out to the van. And when she comes back in, Max is gone. But also... Well...
1: is that when yeah. Max is gone? They're, they're watching the news broadcast of, th- of the hotel from earlier, and they said two hotel staff were murdered and partially eaten. Yes.
0: I think that they don't notice Max is gone okay. until after that. Mm-hmm. They're like, where's okay. Max? Um, and we're going to look for him. He is t-
1: been tied a- up by the other band who has decided to tie them up and... I don't know, kid, like, I don't really... They're, they're gonna leave them there and make it so they can't
0: make it to the... Oh, th- this is the other thing we didn't say. They got, uh, Amir,
1: she called Amir, and he said, yes, you can open up for the Queef Queens.
0: So, um, they... The other band has tied them up and kept them captive. So, so they th-
1: can't make it to that, so they will open for the Queef Queens instead. Mm-hmm. So they're like, yeah, just as soon as your redneck friend gets here. And
0: he gets there
1: he, for sure. Yep, and, you know... Another bloody gory scene. He, he does his thing, except he also shits on them. Uh, Which this was a little th- gratuitous.
0: Yeah, this is a it's a lot that scene, but I think it's because earlier Peck and Max had a conversation where Max is like, What do people taste like? I'm like, Oh, and
1: some people, you know, they taste like dog shit. Other, Others taste like, like Strawberry
0: Stirburn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think it's after he eats the
1: douchey lead singer's heart that he's like Bleh. And he's just like fucking Yeah. Explosive Dar- Aero- aerosolized diarrhea just all over the grandma and the girl oh well the grandma and the girl get tied up uh, after yeah they so uh, we, we just kind of cut to the next day mm. and it, it, uh, it interspaces the scenes of the previous night where peck mm. fucking killed everyone there and they're in the van uh covered in shit and blood uh with the girl and her mm. grandmother and the trust is breaking at this point.
0: Oh, yeah, certainly. Um, they're like, we're not going to do the show. And Uncle
1: Peckerhead is like, you are absolutely Well, Pecker, They're like, you have to let these people go. Well, they're like, you were sedated. Mm-hmm. And Judy's like, this isn't your van. Mm-hmm. Which, that's the realization I made after yeah. you described the beginning of the movie. That was when he ate the guy whose van it was. It was heroin. Uh, <laughs> and it wasn't anything Peck was using. Although well, I guess he could have been. Um, but yeah, no, uh, Peck's been lying to them about this. It's not his van. He has been eating people every night, mm-hmm. um, and lying to them about that. And they're like, yeah, we're not going to do this. And he, and they're like, you're, we're, we're kicking you out of them. And he's like, they're like, Hey, you have to let these, these, them go. Mm-hmm. And we're, I think they when they actually arrive at the venue they're like we're kicking you out of the band mm-hmm. and he's like that's not a very good idea think think carefully Judy Pie mm-hmm.
0: it becomes very threatening at this point oh. um, and they are still covered in blood and shit
1: uh-huh.
0: getting re- unloading uh, worried that someone's going to find these people in the back of the van with them.
1: And the lady that Judy was talking about in the beginning of the movie, who she was so excited to be at this show, approaches her and says, I listened to your tape. I'm a big fan. Come get breakfast with me uh, tomorrow after the show. I'd love for you to do this. And she like she... notices Peck coming into the into the stage, and she's like, hey, I'd, I'm going to continue this conversation later, and follows him.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's like, what are you doing in our dressing room? Like, we talked about this. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's upset. Yeah.
1: He's not willing to be kicked out of the band. Mm -hmm. He's like, this isn't a decision that you get to make. Mm -hmm. And so they do a vote and everyone votes for it. Yeah. And he says some sinister shit and leaves and then they have to go up on stage.
0: And they're getting ready to do the show. Like, you can feel like...
1: They're afraid.
0: They're worried. But it's also like... It's, it's supposed close to, to midnight. It's often close to midnight, but it's also like supposed to be their big break. Yeah. And as they're about to get on stage, a police officer grabs Judy's shoulder, and we just see them getting arrested. Well,
1: he says, is that your white van, the parking mm-hmm. lot? And we. it doesn't show her saying yes, but mm-hmm. I think that she does. And they get arrested, and we get a quick cut of what the trial is like. We get sort of like a news montage um, um, of just sort of saying, "Hey, the girl and the the girl and the grandmother did testify. Mm-hmm. They 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 did survive. Uh, Judy and her bandmates get go to jail for I don't know 18, I, eighteen months or something.
0: I think it was something like that, eight or eighteen. Yeah. And um, you also see that this trial was sensationalized. The story mm-hmm. was sensationalized, yeah. and does a big band now. People are anxiously awaiting. Yeah, people are
1: really excited for Jud to get out, so they uh." They're doing their first show since they get out of... Like, when they get out of jail, they do this, uh, the, like, a, a thing where they hug and jump, mm-hmm. which they've done, like, two other times in the movie, and then you really feel it. You yeah. really feel they're excited to, to be back together again, to be doing what they love to do again, and they're starting to play at the show, and Judy sees Peck in the back of the audience. And then she looks at her watch and it turns to midnight. She looks and again, she doesn't see him and we just see it. It's just on Judy's face looking scared and having stopped playing the music while the rest of the band is starting to play and the screams of the crowd turn from excitement to terror credits. Damn! It's really good, right? Damn! That's such <laughs> a good ending! And it's like, it broke my heart because I wanted this to work out. Right? Like, everything seemed like it was working pretty well. If, like, the sedation thing was a real thing, mm-hmm. like, and, and Peck could actually keep it under control, that was such a good situation that they they could have had because he really loved the band. He cared about it. He wanted to be a part of it. He worked so hard and is so charismatic and, mm-hmm. and affable. It's just so easy to like him as everyone demonstrates. Like, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, this movie slaps. Uh, the writing is great. The acting is phenomenal. The music is really good. The, it's feel good. The effects are great. It's mostly feel good. The end of the movie is kind of sad. Yeah. But uh, it's just great. The, the chemistry between the actors is amazing. And I say that for literally every case. The chemistry between Judy and Blowjob Eyes is just great mm-hmm. until it isn't. I like I have a hard time believing that Duh was not a band before. Yeah. They have such it's it's great. This movie is great. Absolutely watch it if it, it's not gonna squig you out in one way or another, which I don't really have I don't have any trigger, trigger warnings, warnings
0: for this really. Yeah.
1: Um Yeah. If you're not into music that fucking rips, then like
0: Yeah. Uh. <laughs> It's a
1: really good time. It's a really good
0: time. I think it's one of my, like, between that and Mayhem are my most watched movies <laughs> right now. Uh, I like to have a good time. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> it
1: is absolutely just so fun. The pacing is great. It really just keeps the pacing on a level where you just are always very engaged with what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, very, very strong recommend.
0: And the yeah. editing is nice, too. Like, mm-hmm. it's not... It's not editing choices you would expect, but they always add a lot to the style of the
1: film. Oh yeah, like the whole metal heads in the, in the parking mm-hmm. lot scene. I'm glad we went back and did it, because the editing in that scene specifically, like the lead up to it, mm-hmm. it's execution, and it's... It's ending is just great.
0: And I feel like they do something really similar with the, uh, the end kill of the rival band. Mm-hmm. Like, you you are in the present, and then you're in the past. And then and yeah, it's, it's the... cutting back to it. Yeah. yeah it's so fun. Mm-hmm. Um, one, another thing that really adds to this movie are the cuties.
1: Oh, shit. <laughs> this was so hard. Everyone in this movie, and I'm including Peck, it's so fucking cute everyone who isn't the the douche the douche band yeah everyone, everyone. who's not douche band and the Blows child. Out of <laughs> eyes. a mirror not the workplace people yeah uh like it's so hard but I think we again landed on the same person
0: Mel is the cutest
1: person in this movie thick thighs save lives oh my
0: god and like she's got this gloomy Daria attitude that I Want to sit in a room and smoke weed and watch cartoons together.
1: Yeah, I want I want throwing those big old fucking legs over me <laughs> and fucking talk to me about how life is meaningless. Exactly. Fuck yeah. I'm, yeah. She's <laughs> just, and that's a hard decision to make. Because they're
0: all very cute.
1: Like Girl. Max is so sweet. Oh you my want to God. cuddle Max? And he's cute. He's he really cute. He's got the bald beard thing going mm-hmm. on and he's just like dressed so cute and he's so positive and optimistic. And Judy, like, is just, like... Conventionally
0: attractive. Very conventionally attractive. (laughs) Like...
1: Even Peck, charisma, carries him, like, so high in attractiveness, despite his, like, kind of...
0: Gruff and rough
1: appearance. Yeah. Like, shit, man, it's hard. Blood Demise is beautiful. Yeah. Oh, but it's Mel. It's It's, Mel Mel. for us. It's gotta be Mel.
0: It's gotta be Mel. (laughs) It's
1: (laughs) gotta be Mel.
0: Uh... So as I said earlier, we looked into some recommendations. Would you like to go first, this It's your
1: birthday.
0: It's my it's birthday. 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 It's your birthday. It's your
1: birthday.
0: I chose *We Summon the Darkness*. Uh, it came out last year as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it is sort of the a rev- it's a mm-hmm. horror comedy that takes on slasher tropes in a mm-hmm. way and kind of the metal horror uh tropes yeah um these girls are going to see a band they're on a road trip together uh they meet some guys outside of it and they decide to take them back to their house uh and you know from the trailer that at some a demon sacrifice is gonna go wrong yeah and it's it's pretty good i'm not gonna it's not an uncle pecker head but it's definitely worth watching um, I think I've talked about that one a bit on this show
1: before. I think so. I, I, I'm going to recommend a movie that is kind of an Uncle Peckerhead. <laughs> um, I think that Uncle Peckerhead really fits very neatly into this genre of very meta-horror comedies that like, really know what they're doing. And because they have the knowledge and the expertise of how to subvert this genre are just sort of priceless movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to recommend uh, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Uh, I'd be fairly surprised if people haven't heard of it. It's been pretty big for a while, but if you haven't heard of it, it is, uh, Tucker and Dale are a couple of hillbillies who are just kind of trying to live their lives, uh, and it kind of cuts between them just kind of getting on with their day, uh, and this group of, like, yuppie teenagers who are immediately afraid and sort of hostile towards them because they feel like they mean them harm because these teenagers seem to believe they're in a horror movie. And uh, to, to, to to quote uh, Tucker and or Dale at some point, these teenagers keep coming up and killing themselves in front of us. <laughs> it, is, it is a series of hilarious accidents that uh, these teenagers sort of like demonize Tucker and Dale and it's it's so funny it's incredibly well executed it's a good
0: recommendation for this movie as well because yeah. mm-hmm. a lot of horror comedies can feel like they're laughing at the genre but I think t- both Tucker and Dale and Uncle Peckerhead are laughing with we're us. laughing with
1: yeah and this, this and like Cabin in the Woods mm-hmm. all really sort of I, I think Cabin in the Woods takes itself more seriously mm-hmm. than these other two but they're just fun and they're, they're just love letters fun. they're great yeah I think that's absolutely yeah. the truth
0: Like these are movies made by people who really care about horror. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad that you liked it. It was a nice birthday watch. Another one of our friends uh watched it with us and also really liked it. Mm -hmm. Uh actually led to a pretty cool conversation about what makes a movie horror and what doesn't. Yeah. Um, which we're still having. So
1: of course. (laughs) Um I think this movie still pretty firmly falls into the horror genre. I, oh, think, yeah. uh, I think it's hard to disclude horror when you include cannibalism or mm-hmm. some sort of monster transformation. Exactly.
0: Um, uh, yeah. Well, if you want to tell us about your favorite monster transformation, mm-hmm. you can do that <laughs> uh, at our email address, which is carverandj.spookyandgay at gmail.com. Or
1: at our Twitter at spooky underscore carver. Um, uh that's Jay. That's Carver. Happy birthday.
0: Thanks. Nice. Uh, this is an outro. All right. Bye bye.